Hi friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 12 years, 11 good ones, and have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was five and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. (laughs) Hello, friends. Hope you're having a great week. Hello. We are jumping into round two of our marriage Q&A. With our good friend Tyler. What's up? Tyler in the house. Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to be back. Uh, got great feedback to the first uh, session of this. And, and uh, Tyler said he had a bunch of questions that he uh, left un, unasked. And so uh, here we are. And, and uh, we again are flying blind into this. I just came out of a lunch meeting and, and Adrian did as well. And, and have no idea what he's going to bring at us. But we're excited to share with you um our, our experience and wins and lessons as it pertains to marriage life and everything else. I love that wins and lessons. I've taken that to heart after hearing that last week. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for today. Um, and my, my thoughts were kind of around the younger generation. You know, you guys are involved with young life and, and probably have some younger people listening. So, you know, how, for one, I want to lead to how to prepare for marriage, but then Once you're, let's say, have a significant other and are looking towards marriage, how do you prepare together? So good. So So, good. You know how late I was up last night, by the way? This is you didn't know this, but I was up till almost two in the morning, one forty in the morning, with uh Johnny, who is who is in the building. He's not here right now, he's working at the golf club, but he's staying with us. And uh we we probably we were up till about 1:45 last night talking on this topic, and so um, Johnny's 22, uh, 23 rather, girlfriend, um, friend. Uh, you know, you know, you never quite know when you're in your early 20s if you're dating or not. So I'm not gonna go ahead and say <laughs> say whether they are or not. I'm gonna leave that to him and 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 uh, maybe he hasn't asked. And Adriana, and maybe he hasn't asked. Kind of like uh, Adrian <laughs> and I. Um, they've known each other for a long time, and um, I believe she's coming out. Uh, next week and has graduated and is going to check out this area from uh, and they're back from Michigan. But we spent um, a good few hours talking about this exact idea and really going through um, Adrian and my um, progression to toward marriage. And so I love this topic. I love this idea. And I'm interested in, you know, some of the ideas and thoughts of the next generation and kind of, uh, I think what I would say is there's, um, there's a little bit more apprehension in towards, um, being prepared, like you're saying. And I think right out of the shoot, I want to dispel, I mean, I don't think you're ever ready to jump out of a plane, you know, like for the first time I've been skydiving. I, I don't think you're ever ready to get married. I, I think it, I think you have to take this approach of, uh, you know, uh, is this the right person? Um, I think it's become so technical in preparation. People are so, you know, let me pay down the student loans and let me make sure I got some money in the bank account. And you know, all we had when we got married was love, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 a mortgage and a, and a mortgage and <laughs> and student loans. So um, I, I think that work deciding. 
and it might be gender based as well. I was talking to somebody this morning, um, Brooklyn. She was saying that she thinks it might be gender based. That it might be a women are like, hey, we're gonna work this together, and guys are like, we have a pride thing, and so we want to have the job lined up and have everything lined up, um, and have have everything right, and or else we don't feel like we're great providers or whatever. I'm glad I didn't have that problem because uh, Adrian was the one with the job, and so uh, and I was the one taking on student loans and going to school. So, you know, <laughs> we're a testimony to ready, fire, aim, right? Ready, fire, aim in terms of marriage. And, and I think that may be a little more old school. Um, and, and I think it is a, I think it's a school that works. Um, but I think you need to know, you need to really think through um, the preparation of the heart for, is this the right person? Right. I think focus, yeah, focusing on, is this the right person? And remembering that you can't change the person. They're not going to change after you get married. What's the old saying? <laughs> women? women women marry men hoping they're change and men wear, men marry women hoping they won't. And they both are wrong. And they're both wrong. <laughs> and they that's both the miss. But I think that's I think that's an important thing if you're if you're just sort of dating and figuring out whether or not this is the person to marry, remembering that they're not going to change. So if there's things that you're struggling with now, it's likely going to be even a greater struggle once you're married. And so I think recognizing that and knowing, knowing that when you go into it, I think is important. And knowing like it's, it's never, you know, I always ask gauges on percentages and, uh, I've rarely had somebody go hundred percent and actually have great integrity around the process. So like the question that you're asking, I think is awesome because Oh, okay. 85. Oh, okay. 90% sure. Like there's a, there's a threshold of faith element that you've got to take, I believe as it pertains to marriage. And, and we've, we, you know, every year we, in May, we go up to a place called Malibu for men's weekend and, and guys go up there, uh, 200 plus guys. And, and I know Tyler and, and Jeremy are going to make the trip this year and I can't wait to roll the Tahoe with them boys. But you know, we, we go through these, I, there's so many people that are in this space of, of is, is it time and when and how and whatever. And then the planning and the, man, it's got to look good because it's going to be on Snapchat and social media and Facebook and all this pressure around how it's going to come off. And the guys that win, the marriages that seem to win are, I mean, they're darn near, they're, they're somewhat whimsical. It's like, we this is it. She's right. He's right. We're going to get married and we're going to find a way. Yeah, I think just committing, not necessarily just committing to the fact that the person isn't going to change and you like them now, but more committing to this. I enjoy spending time with this person. They're my best friend and I'm willing to change with them because ever, you're both going to change. Yeah. And so as long as you're willing to do that hand in hand, then. Yeah, no, that's, that's an good. Exciting first that's step. good. I think that's a great perspective that that it, it needs to be. You need to be able to get along really well. Um, that doesn't mean you don't argue. doesn't mean you don't fight. doesn't mean you don't disagree. Great families have great disagreements, and then they, they move on. And, and they have disagreements because they care, and it matters so much. And so just because you have a fight or you have a disagreement or, you, you know, some uncertainty, that's not, that's not a sign that, oh, man, this isn't the right fit. This isn't the right person. And, and I think that um, to Adrian's point, you've just got to be 
the main advice is to be willing to change and go with the seasons and the flow of marriage. And and like I said last week, the beginning is the end, right? Like it is, it is you are now all in, right? And so whatever um, you need to do throughout the marriage and throughout the seasons of life, you're willing to do, you know? And, and I think one of the picture, one of the things that I did and, and that I would suggest to guys is I thought to myself, if, if all Adrian's hair fell out, right? Honestly. And, and, uh, she, right. And she, she got gained 500 pounds. Okay. <laughs> and was, I'm serious. And was, was way out of shape and had no hair. Would I be okay with that? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd be okay with that. And at the end of the day, the reality is that's what's going to happen. That is that that is how <laughs> life will go. Right? Hair will fall out. Mine mine actually fell out first. Um, hair will fall out. Our, our bodies will deteriorate. And and that is just the truth of the matter. So know what you're signing up for is is this long journey through ups and downs and life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're going to get it's 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 expect the unexpected it's the same philosophy in love the process that we talk about all the time expect the unexpected right and 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 then you'll never be surprised yeah and i think along yeah that's great and i think along with that is knowing that like the lust piece I think will go away. The less is sort of like that excitement all the time, butterflies in your stomach when you're holding hands and like just sort of that, (laughs) that excitement all the time. I think that piece as things get less new, that piece may sort of go away some, but there's more that builds. And so I think knowing that in the future that it's not that maybe you've fallen out of love. It's that now you get to be into a deeper part of love and so you have to know that your perspective has to change as you as you progress through your marriage right can I ask on on that yeah you know love is a word that's just thrown around you know I love tacos Malibu (laughs) Malibu now understands that she doesn't love tacos but she loves people you can love people but you don't love objects but I'm terrible at that I'm always like oh I love this taco (laughs) yeah I'm but how would, how do you, how would you define it to within the context of marriage give marriage um give somebody a, a vision of longevity and love that isn't just about emotions and the moment you know and how and my taste in a you know a certain style of person at this time you know um because it just feels like the way people talk about it is just so fleeting and and uh and it doesn't really hold maybe even a biblical sense of what re- love really is. So I don't know if you guys talk about that or, or, or what, but well, how sure. do you think about that? I mean, love is action, right? Love's a verb, right? Love is not uh, an adjective, right? The idea that it might be a feeling would be, that would be a je- adjective, right? That it would be an adjective, like something that describes how I'm feeling. Um, love conversely should be treated as a verb. When you love somebody, you do something for them right? You're there for them. You show up when it's sunny and when it's raining and when it's cold and when it's 
when it, whatever you you just go and so i think that the characterization of love is 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 based on what i do and because i love this person and i've committed my love and so it's gone i, I don't get it back so um i think that is a take that you know i've officiated uh, one wedding and I'm heading to the second one, and, and one of the things that I talk about is that, that idea that love is action. If you love somebody, you do something for them. You can quantify love. You can see, is there love present or is it not? We talk about the speed of trust. It's, simple. it's similar, right? When something is asked of you, what is your response? Do you do it? You know, you know, you know when people don't love you, um, a couple things I think are present. This is my experience. One, they they don't root for you. So if you win, they feel like they lost or they're not overly excited for you. So cheer for each other. Be a good cheerleader. Be a good supporter. That's loving, right? But to but if but if something something exciting happens or something comes about and and it's it's not supportive and 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 you're not showing excitement that's unloving um i think when you love somebody you you show up when they need you and regardless of whether you want to yeah regardless of how you feel about it in the moment i guess right so love is not a feeling love is an action and i think that is the main characterization that if if and it's a tweak it's a you know and women really women want love at a basic level a lot of times and this is a generalization I realize and you know I, I you know it's like to stereotype and generalize things you know because typically that's just there's trends and so it's nice to know what they are women want to be loved they like that security of he'll be there uh, men want respect right and they they want to you know often they want to feel like they're providing like they're they're doing their part you know, even when you're not, you know, which is the irony of of now what a woman's got to do, right, is show respect in the worst scenarios. Some of the greatest marriages that I've ever seen in the darkest times and some of the greatest women in those marriages that I've ever seen and or men in those marriages that I've ever seen, man, they steadfastly stay the course when the other party is making decisions and choices that are crappy. They 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 don't gossip about them. They don't. Love does not gossip. Love does not go to my buddy and say, "Man, let me tell you what Adrian just did." That's not love. That's horseshit. There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> there's there's love and there's there's that stuff. And and love is. Love will win, and so. It's, it's, it's not, it sounds easy and, and practical in my theory. I get it. And then in reality, um, how do I take on and, and carry it out? It's not perfect. You're never going to be perfect, right? But the goal is to progress. The goal is to love the process. Again, love the is the process an, of love. Love is an action. Love is an action. And that's why we start with love the process, which means engage in it. And the process means it's going to be hard processes are hard you know how diamonds are made they squeeze the shnikey out of coal that's how you get a diamond 
and it's difficult, but it's awesome. It leads to awesome. So if we can fall in love with the process, which is supposed to be hard, we can have awesome marriage that's not perfect, but it's far better than any, any, you know, trying to shine it up and look good and not go through the certain low spots that are going to come and go through and, and embrace man, the big joys and the big wins and, and all those in-betweens. I think, uh, that was, that would be my response. Yeah. I think, and I think in, you know, taking the time to get to know the other person, like when, if you're preparing for marriage, taking the, the, the time to get to know how does the other person receive love so that you personally can give love in a way that they will receive it well. Um, you know, acts of service are really big for me. So like last night when I went upstairs to put Tiger to bed, I came back down and the kitchen was clean. And I that's like a huge act of love that I see and- from John. Yeah, and and what's the book? Um, the five love languages, right? There's the five love languages. His needs, her needs, those are both good ones. And then we said last week also love and respect, and I think that's a great just sort of baseline book to read before you get married. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I read that one. <laughs> I'm not sure I did. They're totally right. <laughs> women connect everything. They everything everything connects to everything else. And so when you're trying to do it, logical explanation or in your head of, well, what is she coming from? What is she talking about here? It can be very difficult to try to do that. So don't even try. Yeah, don't even try (laughs) and just listen and and then ask. um, What I've had to learn is is I always want to solve it. Right. I always want to find the answer, find the solution and get into action. And sometimes the action is listening. Right. Which is an action. That's love. (laughs) And, and sometimes there's, there's something to do, you know, would you, do you, you want to just talk about this or, you know, so you can ask clarifying questions, I think too. Um, and I think it's loving to do that depending on, um, the types of personalities. I think learning to Adrian's point, I think learning as much as we can about ourselves and being self-aware to what, like she's self-aware right there. She knows that, man, that's, that's one of my love languages. And so, yeah, so it wouldn't be very kind of me to keep that a secret to him if he hasn't figured it out yet. Right. Let him know. (laughs) That's a great point. And so, so often, you know, we'll be counseling or talking to counseling is played out. Okay. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just, I'm just going to strike the the word. Yeah. The term it's a platitude, right? Platitude by definition means something that's said over and over and over and over and over again and just loses power. Okay. So, but, but talking to people about marriage and you know that's one of the the things that they they often bring up right is what (laughs) i forgot (laughs) that they bring up (laughs) you mean the fact that we need to tell i need to tell you how i'm feeling and tell you what my love languages are good work you're listening (laughs) she's listening but but they bring up like the idea of like why doesn't he he never does anything for me well have you told him what your, you know, what your love language is, if you know what it is, if you know what makes you feel good, if you know what makes you feel loved. Sometimes John will get up early in the morning on a weekend and go to the gym. And so then on the way home, he will stop at Starbucks and bring me a coffee and he'll just set it on the counter in the bathroom. And so I'll get out of the shower and there's a fresh hot coffee just right there waiting for me, my order and everything. Yeah. That stuff like that is valuable to me 
But I think that took some time for us to learn about each other. But I think you also can talk about it. You can share things. I should say when he does that, I love it when you do that. I love it that you know my coffee order. That's important to me. But how would he know that that's important to me unless I say it out loud to him? And I don't have to say it in a way that's like, you should know my coffee order. I can just say it in, I love it that you bring me coffee. And I appreciate that you know my coffee order, that I don't need to get a text that says, what would you like? And that, by and the way, he does sometimes, that, which is fine because it keeps right. me on my toes, right? He doesn't always have to guess if it's hot out and I typically order a hot coffee. He might be like, hey, can I can I get something specific? Right. right? And that that is awesome. Right. What you're talking about there is that the ability to to not harp at it, but to just reward and encourage when the right thing occurs. And that takes a lot of love, takes a lot of patience to wait and wait and wait. Oh, there it is. I love it when you take out the trash without me <laughs> having to ask. And then it's like, boom, shoot. And so just use and hone in, I think, and, and continue to work on. I, we need to continue to work on. I need to continue to work on expanding on those things that I know are loving and paying attention. And I think paying attention to things that distract you from being able to notice those things about your significant other. Right. So for example, give examples of that. Yeah. Cell phones. You know, if your phone is buzzing and constantly moving while, while we're talking to each other, then the other person may feel not listened to. So I say it's important that you listen to me. I want you to hear me here. But if he doesn't put his phone down during that time, then I don't see that he's acting in love. And so I think just paying attention to yourself and what is distracting to you and I get distracted from the kids. And so then that's not really fair that I'm not taking a time to just pause and say, just a minute, I'm talking to your dad. I have to make sure that I'm, that I'm taking that time also to make sure I'm being respectful and being kind and that we're, we're having those moments, just the two of us. For one thing, I want our kids to see that, that our relationship is more important than their specific little need at the moment open my can you open my applesauce or something right right and not more important than their safety obviously but totally and you're hitting on a love the process what i would call like a love the process rule like no assumptions hmm. like no assumptions is is a is a baseline love the process idea right and what she's saying there is is that what she wants is my attention i might be on my phone and i might be doing something but if she can pause and, and have no assumptions that, man, whatever he's doing, he's got to knock out, he's going to get done, and then we can then we can engage. It's like to, our no expectations chat. Right. That, 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 you know, because the assumption that she could make or I could make is what I'm saying. Care. What I'm saying doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it's a killer. It's a killer. And it's insidious. Because it's not true. It, it's not true. And even if it was true, who cares? Tell yourself a lie. <laughs> I mean, it, you get to tell yourself, we've talked about this in number one or two podcasts. You tell the story. It's the human endowment. One of the greatest gifts of humanity is we get to tell the story. Why the heck would I tell myself a story that's less powerful? Mm-hmm. What's the most powerful story I could tell? That whatever she's doing makes sense. Period. There is no Next, next paragraph. And so if I can tell that story and I get it, it's easy to say, but if I can, if I can discipline my mind, like I might in the gym to, to start to tell that story, then man, it'll change your entire 
world and tell it across the board, right? Like we, we were coming off the off ramp just as I was coming here. I was meet, we were meeting with the Salvation Army and, and what a fantastic organization they have and some really good people in Seattle doing some really great things that I think that can, can, can provide um, some movement and solutions for uh, the, the, the homie, the homies on there, on the streets. I, I like what Diddy called them yesterday. His daughters called them homies. That's what I'm calling them. Okay. Anybody who, who may not have a little structure around them that's in a tent, that's a homie to me. Okay. Our, you know, our daughters actually call, call someone that's homeless. You know what they refer to them as they, they refer to somebody as homeless that doesn't have a place where they feel loved and feel they belong. You know what? There's a lot of people in this country that have structures that they sleep under and they're homeless by that definition. So that being said, um, you know, we're, we're coming off this off ramp and boom, there's this guy who is slowly crossing the street and we slow down and good thing Dave's got good brakes on his truck. It's that newer Sunbelt rental truck. And, uh, he slows down and we stop and this guy slowly walks by. He's just totally going against the light. Let's just assume that guy's doing the best he can. I don't know his story. Like the comment that happens in the car that goes, what an idiot. You know who the idiot is? You. If you're listening and that's you, God bless you. I pray for you. But you're a bigger problem than a guy walking across the street. Okay? And if that offends you, I'm sorry. But that's what I believe. And so, man, this, 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 this idea can really move things in our marriages in our families, and it makes things possible again. When I make assumptions, I, then nothing, then it limitates possibilities. Mm. Is limitate a word? It should be. That is so good. Thank you so much for that perspective. Um, and I want to kind of hit on something that's a part of your story that um, you mentioned even in the intro, you know, 11 good ones. Um, and that first year was pretty rough. Um, right. So for a couple that's coming into, you know, looking towards maybe this summer getting married, um, how, how do you feel like they can navigate that first year um, without really hitting some of the pitfalls that a lot of couples go through? Well, so that's a loaded question, right? That would presume that pitfalls are bad. So um, I, I mean, <laughs> good right? response, good start. <laughs> so, 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 so um, I, I would suggest that, uh, I would suggest that go all in and face those things. The, the, if you double the rate of failure, you double the rate of success, said the founder of IBM a long time ago, and that company is still rolling on that DNA, okay? And it, 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 you have to be willing to bear pain. And, and frankly, the sooner you can bear the pain, the faster you can grow. And so... Um, now I, I, I don't wish our first year was, was, was extraordinarily rough, but I think that the adjustment period of marriage, um, can bring about, uh, some growing pains because now you're living together, you, you're in the same space, but if the, but if our philosophy around marriage and our, and our commitment, like we talked about last week, as you mentioned the word covenant, this idea of I'm all in, I'm going forward with this. Uh, is sufficient and true. At the end of the day, doesn't it all come down to the truth? Doesn't it all come down to 
um, God knows when I'm bullshitting. Like, like, like the greatest bullshit detector on the planet, right, is it's God. And so sometimes it's like I try to front like he won't see me, right? I get too, I'm going to get too theological in this, but, you know, like, you know, even the garden, like, oh, he can't see me or, or, or whatever. And, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to hide over here with my stuff. It all comes out in the wash. And, and, and what a great opportunity if whatever it is, and if you're in your first year of marriage, here's what I would suggest to your, to your question. I would suggest Get out whatever that thing is that's bothering you or that's troubling or that's hard or whatever and, and put it on the table and work through it. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going, kind of the, you might have one. Kind of the nice part about having your first year be the hardest is that you're still pretty close to the day, which means you're still pretty close to being pretty passionate about each other. And so... Like I never, there was difficult times that first year, but I never remember a period in, a period throughout that year where I'm like, I don't love this man anymore. There was never that thought that went through my head. And I don't know if it was just because we got lucky and when we had our rough year. Here's what women are going to ask you, by the way. They're going to say, <laughs> they're going to say, oh, that's good for you. How, how in the world were you able to do that in well, those I think, circumstances? I think... We learned. That, I mean, no, I how think are you specifically? That. Not not we, but you specifically. I think women. <laughs> just to, I'm going to advocate because there's a lot. They 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 often go, you know. Just yesterday, somebody. I asked, surrounded by my. I surrounded myself with people that were going to speak the truth to me. So people that were going to remind me of the great things that I had within my husband. When I had difficult times, I didn't. I didn't complain about it. I didn't. Right, whine about it, right? So I just, I had like one friend that I could talk to about it, but also I did those growth groups around, we did those book studies with ladies around like his needs, her needs. So I really tried to focus on how could I love him better and how could I love him well? And then I had one friend that I could kind of talk to about stuff. And, but that I knew that that one friend, the conversation was never going to be around, well, are you, are you going to leave? Right. That was never going to be the answer. It was always around, you, you know, just encouragement and support, I guess. Okay. So to, so here's what I'm going to throw out there. That's not but, very specific. No, no, that's but. awesome. Find people who will support you with the truth. I'm going to throw this out there. If you were out there and you're listening and you're like, I, I don't have anybody. I don't. I, I don't. I don't have anybody who can tell me the truth or that I can trust to support me with the truth. I, I will offer Adrian and I up to your marriage. The first person who pings us as a sounding board of support and the truth. Free, nothing, no strings attached, no timelines. Well, I will offer us up to that because I believe that there are people out there who hear the message and it's a positive one and a good friend of mine who, who has a podcast with a, a million listeners, he said, man, it, it's, it's, it's great to hear a message of positivity. That was his pointed feedback. But somewhere also in my belief system or of what I think can happen is, is it's that, man, that's great for you, but how can I get somebody in my world mm -hmm. that can have that and do that for me? So 
I'm throwing that out there. If you're the, you, pinging me on East Instagram, Adrian on Instagram, uh, my cell's out there, I believe. Get a hold of us however you'd like. John at loveTheProcess.com is a good email. And, and say interested in in uh, marriage chats. And, and we'll call them marriage chats. And, uh, and we'll chat. We'll chat with you on a weekly basis and journey with you in whatever the struggle is or whatever the despair is or whatever the hopelessness feels like we're, you know disclaimer we're not we're not whatever we don't have any degrees in this field um, and, and that might be our biggest asset in some cases and I'm no offense to to the counseling community but I think experience uh, is a mighty teacher and provides a lot of wisdom and that we can definitely provide uh, and have because we went through it and so that's the other piece of, of when you go through difficult times, man, what, a, what an opportunity for you to look for people who are struggling mm-hmm. with something that you've been through. And so, yeah, that would be how I'd answer that question. And, and I didn't know we were going to, you know, we were going to do that, but we'll call it marriage chats. And um, if somebody wants to, to, to be a part of marriage chats and, and you know, and it could just be you have a, a, a desire to to have another couple in your world that will provide you with support. You don't need to be going through uh, very difficult times, but somebody that's out there listening, I'm going to open that up. Are you in? I'm in. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think another thing that I did is I never changed my mindset. I never changed my philosophy around marriage, mid-marriage. So I think it's easy to say before you're married and it's easy to say when things are going well, this is a covenant. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it for ever but then when things get rough, it's easy to change your perspective around marriage and say, well, except when maybe he does that or except when that happens, mm-hmm. then maybe, then maybe it's okay. But my, my perspective never changed. In fact, I remember specifically one day I got frustrated and I told Michelle, I'm frustrated because I don't feel like I have any leverage because it's not like I'm going anywhere. And we were in the thick of it, but I knew I had to continue to tell myself that I'm not going anywhere. And I think it's important to make sure you've got, you remember what are your vows and you, you need to say those to yourself because regardless of what's happening on the other side of the table with your spouse, you have to stay put and you have to stay solid to your covenant. The power of your side of the covenant. Totally agree. The power of perspective is tremendously redemptive. And, and so First of all, I say this all the time, never take advice from a quitter. So, so that's what, what, but, but that's what Adrian's saying is, is man, I, I, I didn't have people around in my world who were like, screw him and, and get away and go and, you know, and whatever, like never take advice from a quitter. Okay. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about quitting on things that are, 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 are unhealthy, right? I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about quitting on things that are unhealthy and I'm not talking about keeping yourself safe. Okay. I'm not, but I'm talking about the ideology that she's referring to. If, if you could, if, if, if people would just take that on, holy crap. You know, my buddy teaches at uh, Central Valley High School, best man of my wedding, and I was with him two nights ago at dinner, and he said 70%, 70% of these kids come from broken households by the time they're in high school in Spokane, Washington. 70% on average, he's just guessing, 70%. If, if all the folks took the perspective and, and, and stayed steady to the perspective of, I'm not giving up, 
Never going to give up. I'm always going to persist. Let's go to the positive. I'm going to persist. Man, kids' worlds would be so much better supported because on the it gets really, really dark before the dawn. But man, when the light shines, it's bright. Yeah, I mean, in that comment of, I'm gonna, we're gonna stay together for the kids. How about you stay together for yourself? Like there, there right, is so you're worth it. You're worth it. Yeah, you are worth it. And I, there is so much to learn. There is so much growth to be had. There is so much beautiful things within your marriage that you can find. You are worth, you're worthy of having an extraordinary marriage. And this is why I could never be a marriage counselor, right? Because I, you would come in with whatever it is, whatever your idea is it, about why it's, why it's failing and why it's going to hell and why it's, uh, you know, it's not the way it was. And, and, and I, would, I would consistently put it back on you and say, persist. And you would get tired of hearing me. I could push a button. You come in. I go, persist, persist, persist. What do you mean persist? Just persist. Well, what do you mean? How's that work? Persist. Well, what do you mean persist? Persist, 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 persist. It'd be like a broken record. And what, where's the tool in that? That is the ultimate tool. That is the ultimate tool. Nobody wants to play that tool. You know why? Because we grow up in this era where we go clip notes versions and we, we plagiarize stuff online and we take shortcuts every time we can and, and mommy bails us out and brings us our jersey when we forget it for our game and in and, <laughs> this world where it's like we're not held accountable. Persist. Learn to persist. Develop that skill in all things. And I know, I, you, you, you're like, John, it's... You, you're preaching to me, uh, or it sounds like this is overly harsh. Or me- I agree. That's why you you won't show, you wouldn't show up to my marriage session or whatever. Yeah, but I'm- it's the truth, and there's not enough truth in the world today. We need the truth. We don't need to feel good. We got enough shit that makes us feel good. I got a coffee right here. Makes me feel good. Okay, we're civilized and we want to feel good, and it's killing us from the inside out. And it starts with our marriages and it starts with our families and then it goes to our communities. And that's where we can change the game if we believe in what Adrian's talking about, this perspective of it's, I'm all in. I'm not changing. I'm sta- North is North. North's still North. North was North then and it's North now and it's going to be North th- tomorrow and it's going to be North when we're old and it's going to be North when he dies or she dies and it's North. So the, okay. that comment that you made before around um, the kids in Spokane, I would say don't become a statistic. I think it's easy also to find excuses places like, well, my parents got divorced. His parents got divorced. We're screwed. Change the game. Change the game. Don't be a statistic and don't assume. Don't assume that there maybe not isn't work there that you need to work on. If your parents did get divorced, maybe you need to change your perspective around what marriage looks like. And so do that work before you enter, before you enter your marriage, if you're able to, or if you're already in it, do the work now. I'll tell you what, I know we're coming about to our time. This has been awesome for me. I don't care, frankly. I really, I really, I mean, that's not nice. I do. But I don't really care if you agree or anybody out there agrees with, with what I'm saying or what we're saying. But what I'm grateful for today is the opportunity to have clarified what I believe and to hear Adrian clarification of what she believes. And I think that um, if nothing else, um, man, this is worth every second we've spent talking on this topic because 
I think we all need to continually remind ourselves of what we believe. And, and we need spaces and places and people to help us remind ourselves of what we believe. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm just grateful, I guess, is, is my last thought. And, and, you know, in the power of gratitude, we talk about a lot, but, but I am. I'm, I'm truly grateful um, for whatever reason God allowed us to adopt a philosophy of, of love in the process and, 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 and applying it to marriage. I think we have time for one more quick question. Um, so as you look towards now kids, <laughs> how can you prepare for kids? Um, how do you feel like, and you know, for, for my wife and I, it was this realization, we're never going to be ready. So mm-hmm. let's just jump in and we'll figure it out as we go. Um, and that seemed to work actually. <laughs> we re rose to the, the occasion, but yeah, what, what, what would you guys say? Well, the only one thing I want to add is, is the, the hack on sleep that Adrian has and it's a book and it's gold and she applied it to our first three kids and now is working to apply it to Tiger as well. Um, and I don't remember the name. Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child, Mark Weisbluth. But if you read Mark's book and you do what Mark says, it's like when Canyon yesterday had the hiccups, okay? I don't know if anybody's had the hiccups and it sucks and she had them all day. She's six. And I'm like, Canyon, I know how to get rid of the hiccups. And she's like, how daddy? I said, grab a glass out of the thing, put some water in it, and then you're going to bend over and you're going to, I showed her, you're going to drink water (laughs) upside down and backwards. And it sounds crazy. It works a thousand percent of the time. It always works. (laughs) And guess what? Candy didn't have the hiccups anymore. This book is the same way. It, it, it operated perfectly in terms of well you have to apply it though if you apply it so if you drink water upside down backwards your hiccups go away that's how this book has been that's the that's the one thing that i want to yeah i mean i think it's been that way for our kids but i'm not going to guarantee that your kid is the same as every kid but if you apply it and it doesn't work let me know because everybody who i've given this book book to has applied it and they're been like oh man so i think the lord (laughs) i think that's probably my number one my first thing is these little people come out and they're their own little person and they have their own personalities and sure you can do your best with lots of things, but sometimes they're just going to be who they are. And so I think as far as like a marriage is concerned within having kids, I think making sure that you're giving yourself and each other grace during those brand new moments that there are some fathers out there that the there are some women out there that the first time they change a diaper is going to be when they have their own baby. And that's the first time that they've changed their diaper. And so I think giving, giving each other grace and knowing that you need to give each other grace. And then especially that there's going to needs to be grace around. There's hor- a lot of hormones going on with moms. And so, and there's little sleep going on and sleep deprivation is a real thing. Right. And if, I mean, I think just making sure you are aware of that and you know that when I think of like, it's funny because when we were talking about marriage before, I was like, oh, it's just like a toddler. I was thinking it's just like a toddler where you have to treat treat it with like that slow consistency process and you need to the 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 process process. and you need to encourage the good behavior, right? Instead of focusing on all the bad behavior, I don't like it when you do this, but that you're encouraging Mm -hmm. the good behavior. So same thing with your toddler, that when your toddler is throwing eggs on the floor and then finally decides to pick something up and put it into the sink, you say, I love it when you pick things up and put it into the sink. 
instead of focusing on why are you throwing this crap all over the floor? Because then they'll just see your behavior and want to do it again. Totally agree. The only way to learn is to learn. That's it. There's no other. It's the only <laughs> way. It's the only way to do it. And and I love what you said there, Tyler. Is exactly right that uh, there's gonna everything's gonna be a first, and and uh, the only way to learn is to learn and and to give it a go. And uh, and certainly, if that's a desire of of a married couple out there or anybody out there, um, you know, bringing great young people into the world is is sure a gift and a joy. And uh, we've sure been blessed by that experience. Yeah, and I think our marriage has been blessed by that. We've learned a lot about each other. I think we learned a lot about what does selfishness look like? And so I think we've been more caring towards each other after having kids because we see kind of that demand and then we don't want to put demand on each other. But so I think, and I also think that it's important to make sure you've got some one-on-one time because there's going to be a lot of sleep deprivation. There's going to be a lot of individual change. And I think it's important that you that you make sure that there's there's some specific time, just the two of you. Even if you can't have, even if you can't afford a babysitter, or even if you can't have somebody watch your kids for a longer period of time, even just saying, "Hey, they're all asleep. Let's step outside onto the porch and just sit together." And maybe it's just in silence, or maybe you're going to hold hands, or maybe you're actually going to talk. But take some time that's really just the two of you, and I think that becomes especially important after you have kids. Awesome. So. Thanks, Tyler. This has been fun. So good. Thank you, guys. It has been fun. All right, let's jump into our top four. What's your quote of the week, babe? The only way to learn. Do I usually end there? No, no, no. I'll go ahead. I'll (laughs) go ahead. What's your quote of the week? This, I I believe I I can uh, take credit for this quote, too. I don't know. I haven't Googled it. I should. The only way to learn. Is to learn. Is to learn. And, and I think that is a that is a, a phenomenal uh, idea when it comes to the context of marriage. It's dynamic, it's close, it's hand-to-hand combat. It's it's not pretty all the time. That's it's it the only way to learn is to learn and to continue to grow and progress. And that by no stretch of the imagination, I hope you come away from here going, they have it all figured out. We do not, but we have some some philosophies that yeah, I believe have stood the test of, of a lot of different things. And so um, I just encourage you to, to, to kick around the, the idea of the philosophy and the idea of adaptation of it and, and try it on and see, see if your marriage improves on that basis. Mm, good. Okay. Kid quote of the week. So based on your little trip to visit Sally, Mm. This one comes from Malibu. Um, Okay, so we were, she was talking about, um, she mentioned something about somebody being homeless. And so I was, John and I were kind of digging into, well, what do you mean? What does that mean to you? Mm. And so I think John asked, well, what do you mean homeless? Yeah, what's homeless? What does that mean to you? And she said, well, I think when you're homeless, you don't feel like you have a place where you can go that you feel loved and cared for. Mm. Right? No, right. not cared belong. For. belong. Yeah. Where you feel like you belong and you feel loved. And I'm like, those, that is such a good definition. And there's a lot of people that don't have a place where they feel loved or belonged or that they belong. So good. And so I hope, I hope that we can all work to help everyone feel like there's, there's a spot where they feel like they are loved and they belong. It's so sweet. So good. It's awesome. All right. What is something that you are loving? 
Well, I'm loving uh, being home. I was out of town for three days, and and uh, it's always uh, I think it changed routine and a little hard when I'm when I'm away. Um, and so I'm loving being home, and I'm loving this this weather that is that's just unbelievably gorgeous in the Pacific Northwest. So. All right, my loving and my learning are the are connected. So I am loving um, Malibu and Canyon bought themselves kayaks. So they've been saving up for a little while and they got themselves kayaks and they just came in the mail this week. And so we've been kayaking a lot more. And that is my reminder that I love being on the water and being on the water with them and watching them learn that skill has been so fun. It's been awesome. And it's totally, I don't know if love language is the word, but it's totally giving me life. Is giving me life right now. It's been really awesome. And I, for my 35th birthday, I turned 35 last May. And so for my 35th birthday, I had said, I want to do 35 things, different things. There are five different things I'm doing 35 of. And one of them was being on the water. And so now I'm racking them up here at the end so that I can hit my 35 goal. But it's been so fun to just do that with, with the girls. And it's been awesome. It's awesome. Learning. What are you learning? Well, I'm learning. I learned a lot about the Salvation Army today. Um, I'm reading a book called uh, Breakfast at Sally's. Uh, really interesting around the work that Salvation Army is doing. Um, their goal is to meet human need without discrimination. That's really their mission. And I think they have... Wow, a, that's good. Yeah. The, the, the commissioner of the Salvation Army uh, globally, which is about a $2.2 billion operation, I believe, makes $13,000 a year. And... Uh, and they're truly, they're true, true, true um, nonprofit. Um, 82 cents of every dollar drops to the bottom line and gets, you know, 18% operating margin. Um, I'm learning, I'm learning that the Salvation Army really has uh, some of the tools in the DNA of their 110 year history to solve uh, possibly some of the, the, the major um issues I think that, that a lot of people see and are the elephant in the room uh, pertaining to uh, mental illness addiction and um, you know and people uh, having to be out on you know choosing or having to be out on the street and so um, I, I'm just I, I you know I'm learning there's hope and and I'm, I'm learning and praying about what what we can do the next step so Adrian and I are actually going to tour um, the Salvation Army uh, Rehabilitation uh, Facility on my birthday. That's what I wanted for my birthday. <laughs> it was a babysitter so that we could go see that. So That's awesome. All right, friends. Um, if you have more marriage questions for us, please shoot them our way. We would love to do a session three at some point in the future. Adrian's the expert. No, neither of us are the expert. <laughs> We're figuring it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out together. <laughs> All right. Hope you have a great week. Thanks, friends. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks, Tyler. Special thanks to our production crew, Fireland Filmworks, and our photographer, the Morgan Taylor. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe, share, comment, and follow along on our journey of loving the process. Let's go.